everybody black. <laughs> I am. Betting on black tonight. Welcome to Black Mentality, where we aim to intersect our daily black experiences with our mental health needs. What does that mean? Trying to achieve a state of mental wellness in this economy as a black person. <laughs> Why are you speaking like that? Like what? Like that. Speak normal. I hear. <laughs> anyway, anyway, come on. Great introduction. Continue. Acknowledge to country. Oh, shit. I acknowledge and pay my respects to the traditional owners of this nation. I am coming to you from Durag Nation and Gandagara land. Yes. Oh my gosh. Guess what? I've got a special guest today. An igno- I can't even speak now. Enigmatic character is in front of me right now. And let me just say, it's taken a long time to actually get you here. I'm even surprised he said yes, because this child is very difficult to come by. I guess lockdown happened for a reason there, finally, so that you can be part of this. Uh, I would say a few of your statements are understatements, uh, as well as uh, I just have a busy schedule. Um, I was able to pencil in this moment for now, Uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, as you can tell by the, um, would you call them um, jibes? Yeah, jibes, jibs? Jabs. Yeah, <laughs> jabs. <laughs> Listen, I'm thinking of uh, Jiba, okay? The, like the, the, the show on Netflix. Anyway, that's why I'm like jabs. <laughs> this guy. But anyway, as you can tell by the jabs, this is my brother, one of my two brothers. Um, he is a twin that's separated by eight years of birth, but essentially he is my twin, and yeah, he is just the male expression version of myself. But welcome, welcome, Simbarashe, Simbarashe. <laughs> Hi, Simba. We're gonna cut that one out because uh, I don't want people to have my details. Secret uh, identity. Did I, even, did, I, did I even say your last name? No, I didn't. Shh, you're giving people too many details, Tree. Anyway, anyway. So, welcome back, guys. And, and yeah, no, thanks for um, obviously tuning back in and listening as you always do. Um, again, because today I'm not having to speak to myself, I have to look at a different person as we actually have a conversation. And it's a great topic because, well, the topic, I know I said I was going to talk about privilege, but listen, this topic then became very interesting and I was like, wow, let's actually go ahead and speak about this particular topic with my little brother. It's about self-esteem and what inspired you to think about this topic today, Simba? Because it really came from you. I just want to make a correction. Uh, it's a younger brother. Uh, I am much bigger than her. <laughs> Not only in size, awesome. but maturity and uh-huh. spiritually. But Why are you acting like this? What, what inspired me <laughs> about this topic was that I feel like it's a, it's a very prominent issue amongst black people, black youth, and at least in my experience, black men. Of course, it definitely affects black women as well, mm-hmm. but I can only speak to the experience that I have undergone. 
Are you auditioning to be a radio host right now? Because it seems like you are. Like, honestly, just, just, just be chill. He does have a deep voice, guys. But, like, he's also, like, I think you're putting it on. Like, I swear to Jay. I swear to Jay comes. Anyway. Well, it's actually because I don't have to yell. I can just be comfortably. I... You know what? That was a jab again at me. A, a, a jab. That wasn't a jab at you. It was a jab. Not everything's about you, bro. Not everything's about you. You're literally like making it about. Not me everything's right about anyway. you. I was anyway. just smiling and looking at you because you have a beautiful face. Yeah, it was sarcasm. No, it wasn't. Brothers. No, it wasn't. I, I swear to you. No, it wasn't. Like, Anyways, resume. Resume. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, no, no. So obviously, before we actually go into the topic, I, I think it would be great to define what we mean by self-esteem. So, um, did you have a particular definition for yourself before I bring out a definition from the um, article we'll be exploring from today? Not quite. I only have an intuitive understanding of self-esteem. <laughs> Speak normally. I am. Anyway, anyway, he's doing this to grow my kids. Anyway, I'll answer that. Um, you said from an intuitive perspective, what does that mean? As in, I don't necessarily have a, a definition in mind. I just mm-hmm. sort of have an understanding of what it is through experience or feeling. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a, it's, an, it's a culmination of self-worth and self-respect, you know, mm-hmm. because you can't necessarily have a high self-esteem mm-hmm. if one is to be unkind to themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Mm. And that, that, that's fair. Well, I'll give you the real definition. <laughs> Not this intuitive business. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's all welcome. Everything's welcome. But Dude, essentially, that's a jab right there. <laughs> I put a diva in the studio today. My studio, my office. <laughs> anyway, so um, I'll we'll be referencing um Amber J Johnson's article um that was examining associations between racism, internalized shame, and self-esteem among African-Americans. So Amber J. Johnson is a assistant professor, I believe, from the Department of Health Sciences in California State University. And of course, um, her article resonated to what we're going to be talking about today. She is a black woman, hence being chosen for this segment. But anyway, her definition of um, self-esteem in her article is that self-esteem serves as an individual's appraisal of their self-worth and is bounded in interpersonal experiences. True? Yeah, man, that's um, it's hella <laughs> academic. Yeah, but then at the same time, obviously it is academic in the way it's um, being described, but essentially appraisal of self-worth is really saying how you see yourself and how, what you think you're worth, essentially. And I think it's a great definition in that it really does point to the fact that like your self-esteem can be influenced by your interactions with others. But ultimately, hopefully, you should be able to judge your self-worth outside of that as well, essentially. And therein lies the key word, should. I know I'm putting a rule right now, but it's not a should. Essentially, self-esteem can flourish (laughs) from you. I'm mindful of my words can flourish from yourself um, if you do feel confident in yourself. I was taking that as in equating should to being ideally. Now, of course, in saying ideally, 
doesn't necessarily mean that will happen in day-to-day life, mm-hmm. but ideally. Okay, could. Okay, so perhaps we're going to use things like could or ideally. So removing those finite words. Okay, all right, all right, little boy. But anyway, um, did you actually, by the way, I just realized you didn't really introduce yourself, except people are going to know you as my brother, but did you have anything else you wanted to say for yourself? <laughs> it's tough <laughs> to introduce excellence. Mm-hmm. Where do I begin is mm-hmm. the real struggle. I volunteer not only in mental health services and all other youth spaces, mm-hmm. uh, as well as in politics. Uh, I also do a job where I somewhat tutor in physics uh, as a physics demonstrator. I also study physics and math. Um, what, what else would I include? I'm currently growing dreadlocks. I've had dreadlocks for a while now. Um, <laughs> I have a beard. And sometimes fluctuate between looking like I'm 18 to 35. I had an existential crisis where I shaved my head off. <laughs> my hair off. Oh, of course. I had an existential <laughs> crisis. Uh, a midlife crisis <laughs> at the age of 18 to 19. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, no, a, that's, funny. that's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you know enough about me. Let's 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 get back to to our people. Yes. Anyway, so today's game is going to be um, essentially a game where Simba will ask me um, for. Well, sorry, Simba will actually um, share four compliments with me that I don't know, and then I will share four compliments with him that he doesn't know, and by doing so. We want to be able to see how we react to those compliments in terms of how we see our self-worth in this situation. So do we align with those compliments or do we feel somewhat inferior to those compliments? And then we'll just have a discussion about that. So without further ado, do you want to go first, Simba? Sure. I would (laughs) say black mentality is brave and fearless. Particularly how she's unapologetically herself. Oh, you can't say my name. <laughs> they know your identity? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so Tracy. Tracy is brave and fearless. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but she's industrious and studious. Mm-hmm. Not only when it comes to the workplace, but in terms of improving herself and the lives of mm-hmm. others. She has tremendous introspection. Mm -hmm. She's able to reflect within herself, analyze and critique her own abilities, Mm -hmm. beliefs, and thoughts. Mm -hmm. And finally, she's supportive and hospitable. As an example, through my tough time that I've been experiencing for the last two weeks, she has been a rock. She's been keeping me going, steady on the path. She's been the water (laughs) to my existence. As water is fundamental to life. You you say you continue. Are you finished? Because you can keep going. No, no, that's it. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it for now. That's it for now. Honestly, that was really nice. Anytime. That was great. That was great. Well, I will say mine. Mine will pale to comparison. <laughs> because I yeah, okay. Anyway. You, my brother, Simba, Sebastian. You are handsome. 
I believe that you have features that are remarkable and that you are actually someone who, in terms of like, wow, he's making a face right now. See, you're already interrupting a compliment that says something about I didn't say anything. Brother. I didn't say anything. And I think that you, your, your features are actually very remarkable and they're actually quite um, striking in a positive way. And then your personality is very warm and is very, very personable for you. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's very personable and you're actually a ray of sunshine. That's what your personality I would describe it as. Yeah, I know. Twinsies, that's what I have. And then, <laughs> you are beyond altruistic. altruistic. I think you're very, very giving and you're very much about the greater good for the community, so it's about the collectivism. But in saying that as well, you're also very much rooted into being who you are unapologetically. So you remain authentic to yourself, which is again, you learned it from your sister. <laughs> and lastly, you are insanely wise beyond your years. And I think that's something that you shouldn't just carry lightly because it's like, it's, it's a, it's a amazing personality trait to have and just in general a trait to have I so, did once play Jesus in year oh, 6 no. I, was <laughs> I was wondering when I was going to bring that up but basically based on those um, based on those um, compliments that we've just given each other um, I could already see a reaction from you especially when I was talking about your physical appearance but essentially I just want to now ask you how did you feel about the words that were chosen to describe you? Uh, say straight facts. <laughs> number one. Fire, um, spit. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was just cold, ice, just facts. Yeah, yeah, uh, just facts. Yeah. Except for number one. What was number one? Talking about me being all handsome and that. Uh, I know I've got a beautiful smile. I know I've got a wonderfully deep voice. Mm-hmm. In terms of looks, eh. Mm. You think your looks are mediocre? Average. 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 I'm alright. I'm alright. You know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So you can actually see yourself as like amazingly and strikingly handsome without having to be, um, um, I guess, benchmarking yourself with other people. Which it seems like you are because you're actually sort of comparing yourself with other people, which is quite saddening to be honest. But anyway. Gotta do it like that now. Yeah, we gotta be real sometimes, you know. We gotta be real. Anyway, how I felt about the words that you chose to describe me, I, once again, straight facts. I think it was just fanning a fire, and now it's a raging forest like. Yeah, you thought her head was big before. Forest fire. Like it's, it, I can't even fit my head in this room anymore. <laughs> no, no, but I appreciate them. I really did appreciate them, and I sincerely um, acknowledge them, and I take them, and I bank them, and I'll always remember and cherish them. How about that? Now, were you surprised by any of those words that were used to describe me? If so, why? I was surprised that you finally admitted that I'm mature beyond my, my I've never said that before. Like, why are you trying to act like I've never said that before? Always trying to, trying Charlie, to re- are you serious? belittle me. Oh, what? Yeah, because you are, you know, young siblings need to be put in their place at times. Oh. Just to remind them oh. that you are young. In fact, oh, I forgot to did, add a. Did your parents not tell you, Putin? You need to tell, call me Sister Tracy. 
Like that's basically what you're supposed to be calling. But this child, this disrespectful child, uncultured swine. <laughs> I forgot to add in a fifth disrespect, uh, a fifth mm-hmm. descriptor, cruel, <laughs> unforgiving. Unforgiving. Mm. Wow, the disrespect. Anyway, um, yeah. In terms of the words you just used to describe, no, I wasn't surprised because I think you like you're actually really good at um, complimenting. So that's generally a trait that you've always had. But, I don't yeah. view it as complimenting. I just simply view it as telling it how it is. I just speak the truth. Mm. That's all it is. I don't compliment people. I just tell them facts. That's yeah, all. That's true. That's true. Now, did you give any ideas for the word? Wait. No, no, no. Never mind. <laughs> I can't even read what, what I'm writing. But anyway, was it easy or hard to think of a positive word to describe the other person as in me? No, not at all. Hmm. Okay. Now, what about yourself? Is it easy or hard to describe any positive words about yourself? I find it easy. It just depends on what it is. So there are certain things that you are more accepting of and some things that you're less accepting of. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. What are you more accepting of? Are we, are we going to start going into story times and that? Go ahead. If you want to. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but keeping it in mind with a the theme. Chapter one. No. You see, I, I definitely agree with the maturity and intellect. A lot of the the, the, the inner traits, you know, mm. what's on the inside. On the outside, it, it's harder to believe that, you know, because mm. it's hard based off of my own experiences, the things that I've gone through in my own lifetime where mm. now this is going to link very much into the whole self-esteem element but mm. even as far back as I can remember up until like kindergarten where you know this may surprise a lot of people that I went to high school with but I was bullied you know uh, high school. yeah my people from high school would be surprised because they were like oh, he was the cool guy and I'm like yeah I yeah, know uh, I've always been cool uh, but even in primary school, I was bullied. I remember in kindergarten getting made fun of for, for, for my skin, my race. Even I think I had a bit of an accent at the time. Um, you were like Australian. Like you were two when you came here. No, but you accent, f- yeah. you're forgetting that I'm surrounded by mother, father, and that. And I yeah. wasn't like out and about all the way up until like kindergarten. Okay. Right. So then some of my enunciations were strongly Zimbabwean, but of course going yeah, through should. but going through primary school, yeah, one one uh, readjusts. Mm. Uh, but I was made fun of for my accent, uh, my skin color, uh, even though at present being called poopy skin is like, all right, whatever. Back then, mm. I stung. Mm. I hurt a lot. It's impactful. Oh, very. When you're quite young and mm. still forming your identity, yeah. I think I was only five at the time it started. Mm. I can remember that going all the way up until, what, maybe year two, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, and like even at times being actively rejected from groups. Uh, now, of course, there were some that were very accepting. Mm-hmm. Usually they were like the other ethnic kids and that, but mm. it was it was rough. It was tough. Mm. Uh, and then that of course sticks with you and then let's just say not to mention 
the other experiences outside of school, mm-hmm. whether that be how some people respond to you, how some of the parents would look at you, or mm-hmm. ask some strange questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Very true. And then you zoom all the way up into high school. Oof. Mm-hmm. Oof. Damn. It's different altogether. My God. <coughs> One time, mm-hmm. I remember going down to the senior areas because of course you know enter year seven you want to reinvent yourself here i was thinking i'm a big boy now you know <laughs> cool kid or as they refer to sk or hk you know if you know what that means you know uh, fully sick but uh, i remember going down into like the senior students area and then one of the students was like, hey, you're a simp. Well, shit, how, what was his accent at the time? Uh, you know, uh, ooh, I, I can't imitate it very well. Hey, you're a simba. Can you say my N-word? And then my response was, fuck no. <laughs> I remember this guy, without hesitation, goes up, puts his hands on me. I think he either lifted me up by the collar or put his hand around my throat because he felt disrespected. The fuck? Ah, uh, don't worry. That's that, that's just been my experiences. As well as I remember another time where I was walking uh, down the street. I think this was in year eight. Mm. I was fourteen at the time. Now, quite visibly, a child, as we remember, black don't crack. So there is no way that we're forgetting mm. that I I definitely looked like a child. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. in my school uniform, mm. bag bigger than I am, and now a random car drives by calls me the n-word mm-hmm. i just walk on by you want to know why because that just been something i've been used to whether that be other classmates mm-hmm. uh other siblings of those students mm-hmm. man it was crazy but that's like mm-hmm. early high school mm-hmm. not to mention even some of the other things in later high school um well, actually throughout my high school i was made fun of for like being too white for a black kid and it's like well first of all ah just so many of the other students man oh yeah because they have that stereotype that you need to be african-american oh not even just that more specifically hood or ghetto african-american like hood culture yeah oh i I, I only emphasize that because it's exactly i only emphasize that because you can be african-american without being ghetto being hood i only add that just so that we're all on the same page but you know, it's it was always strange to me because part of me is like, what do you expect? I grew up in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. We all grew up in the no, suburbs. Cubs, haven't you heard? It's like, Southwest is the ghetto, man. People been out here struggling. Oh, people be telling you lies, man. People <laughs> be telling you, you the, lies. The Campbelltown rap music, bro. <laughs> oh, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah actually well sorry to hear that like about your experiences i know some uh, of them you've shared with me but some of them were quite new to me so obviously it's quite horrendous that like you experience the same shit like that i was just a walk down memory lane bro yeah but i guess obviously because we're talking about self-esteem all that is going to impact your self-esteem and to reference obviously the article that we're referring to amber j johnson's article about um associations between racism um, internalized shame and self-esteem it is an Amer- african-american context where it was a sample of 300 people but essentially the i guess it's more or less the fact that like we can relate to it and because the experience of racism to black people is quite universal right 
So in this, she did obviously talk about um, well, that she was trying to see whether um, she was trying to test her hypothesis that um, do frequent experiences of racism um, correlate with um, internalized shame, which just means do we then become shameful about ourselves and who we are inside, and do we also feel a low self-esteem as a result? And based on what you're saying, it seems like there is that correlation. Oh, for sure. No doubt. I can imagine like all those experiences as a child, you're being hurdled all those racist um, sort of um, words and you're also being, I guess, yeah, racially profiled. You're being really harassed essentially. Like if you're walking around the street and then being harassed on the street, yeah, of course it's going to go a long way. So you did say earlier that um this impacts um like there's self-esteem issues among black men yeah so do you think obviously this contributes to it but i guess what else to what degree are we talking about i would say that like to be more specific to how it then affects black men Mm. where now we have to you know make a distinguishment between being black and then being a man Mm. you know Oh no, they intersect, but then it's like how one affects the other. Mm -hmm. All right, because with being black, of course, you experience all that, you experience Mm -hmm. all this hardship, all this pain, but Mm -hmm. then being a man, especially when you're surrounded by a lot of other people that subscribe to traditional beliefs, whether or not they think Mm -hmm. so, well, you have to be tough, you have Mm -hmm. to take it on the chin, you can't let it bother you. As well as the fact that, um, being a man within that sort of groups and communities where you don't necessarily then get to experience or hear a lot of like the good or love or any of that you know um okay as in wait when you say in are you talking about black communities no no not in black communities but like let's just say yeah being a man within those groups because it's like you don't necessarily hear a lot of positive affirmations like a lot of it was just like bullying the shit out of each other <laughs> but of course there was some dudes that of course like you know gave a man his dues but then compared to like everything else you know it's kind of hard to counteract that okay. and then the reason why that can affect black men as well is when you have already a lowered worth of self then you start to become uh it's more susceptible to things like old idolization for being black. From being from others, yeah. Yeah, as well as susceptible to fetishization. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, you go. You well, go. Yeah, no, no. I, I think those are great points, and we'll come back to that. I actually just wanted to know mm. when you said, um, it contri- like, what contributes then, like, just explicitly to low self-esteem for a black man? What could? Because not everyone would experience the same thing. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Um, it, it's tough because it's like one people force upon the stereotypes to you where it's like you have to be tough, mm-hmm. all right? You have to be strong. Mm. Not to mention the size of your genitals. That's <laughs> always one that's pushed on you. <laughs> <laughs> the size of your genitals. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That would come in, like that would definitely come in when we're talking about fetishization. Eh? Yeah, 
Uh, not to mention that a lot of people then expect you to follow on to like a lot of hip hop culture and whatnot, where it's like, well, you got like three girls on in each arm and whatnot. Um, stereotype. Yeah. That's what I'm if do you're, you, do you have a particular like sort of a trope? Like for black women, there's a few black mm. women tropes or that they would usually subscribe. But essentially, for black men, you're saying that there's one particular identity that you must adhere to and yeah, I would say yeah. it's like really the experience of black men black women is approximately the same of course not to the same severity as well as like the differences therein lie in terms of one the severity and the tropes designated to them but this and the aspect of literally being one's a woman one's a man yeah, in yeah, terms of yeah. actual Gender privilege. No, 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 no arguments <laughs> there. No arguments there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah arguments good. There. Otherwise, today you're gonna slip outside. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so it's a good point actually. I think um you raise a really good point there that yeah like so obviously if you're being forced upon or imposed an identity sometimes you then sort of abandon your own identity. I know mm. I I think I actually went through that even though I'm not a black man but to a degree where it was more I was imposed that African American because it was cool and at that time I, I think I chose to forsake my own identity as a method of survival I would say mm. um, and obviously like with time you then if you're being inauthentic to yourself it does then interfere with your view of as um, Amber said your appraisal of your self worth oh. <laughs> so it is going to be something that like, she's involved with. <laughs> why? Why you say she's involved with? Dropping in all these fancy ass words. <laughs> it is. Nah, she's African American. But either way, nah. See, black people be smart, bro. But yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. So no, I think that's a really good point. So that could obviously uh, impact your self esteem, and then in general, I think like you did say, racism does actually correlate to literally self-esteem issue problem. for sure yeah because you're being you're being devalued so if you're being devalued or being told that you're not worth something over time you will internalize that you which means you will take that experience or take those words and believe them to be true even if they're not true right mm. so eventually it's a lot of those problems that sort of um, end up happening to you but yeah amber did and amber the article <laughs> what we're referencing did find a correlation between obviously um, experiences of racism, especially higher frequencies with um, self-esteem issues. But then she actually said she couldn't really see a huge um, um, correlation, so a connection between the frequency of racist um, events and internalized shame, which is quite interesting in itself. Hey, is there something? No, I think that's probably the neighbors or something. Okay. I thought something was cooking. I was like, No, 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 we could, we could. I sense of smell, you know? Very strong. Uh, we safe, we safe. <laughs> Fire, danger, trauma. Nah, if not, then it was just someone playing my mixtape. Yeah, <laughs> Fire. <laughs> yeah, but it's very interesting, right? Um, she said that there's not a strong correlation between internalized shame and frequency of racist um, events, which obviously um, it's, it's something that needs to be. Um, explored further but mm. she then said that there could be possible reasons for that such as um racism in itself um um what did i try and say what did you say 
Okay, so yes, she did say that measures of actual internalized internalized shame, which have they used? They just use like a questionnaire to ask people whether they develop internalized shame. Mm. They themselves were not actually um, as uh, what's introspective. Maybe did not actually capture the experiences, or the full extent in which um, the impact of racism on shame mm. actually happens um, to African Americans. And then that it may not fully extend again, like um, encompass the extent to which African Americans experience internalized shame regarding race and racism. So, yeah, so it makes sense. Obviously, instruments are not always going to capture everything. I did try to find something that was talking, that had people actually sharing their experiences, but I couldn't really find that. And of course, this research is just affirming what we already know mm. racism equals bad health outcomes will actually lower mm-hmm. and health outcomes are also influenced by your appraisal of self-worth oh, sure. especially your mental health right so obviously that is a bit of an issue but regardless the whole point of that is to say yes there is an association between um, um, experiences of racism and shame and also your self-esteem but in saying that obviously it can arise from different situations like we've talked about the fact that you've had those experiences of um racism but i guess how did you as an individual then were you able to actually sort of not let that narrative of what other people are saying influence you and impact your self-esteem it's tough because it definitely did and i definitely allowed it up Mm -hmm. until a point Mm -hmm. um because i definitely sort of uh, changed my world view where it was like alright and I guess now I gotta be that guy where I gotta alter my personality gotta match those expectations mm-hmm. cause if I was that so then when I became that then social acceptance would come along cause mm-hmm. of course social rejection hurts it's painful nobody mm-hmm. wants that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in addition to like the fact that it's alright uh, yeah, I mean, I get more friends then. That means, I, oh, I also get more girls because, you know, I am what they want. Oh. Mm-hmm. But then, I'm trying to recall like, up until what point that changed. Because mm-hmm. I know it changed for me in year nine. It wasn't necessarily as a whole nother person overnight, but the change began in year nine, but mm-hmm. I forgot. Over time. Yeah. I think it was just probably maturity and quite literal mental development where I could mm. then start to critically think about this and that where it's like, hold mm. on, I don't need to be this way. And it's like, I already have a lot of dope traits, mm. you know, and I'm really likable for all the reasons mm-hmm. that I need to be liked. Yeah. Were you sur- surrounding, like, were you actually being exposed to more people or like of you who were um, black or were you also... Was there some sort of representation that you were exposed to at that time? I wouldn't say no, no. It wasn't a great deal of representation. Like, I had a few ethnic friends, but surrounded by the sea of white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't really say. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah, fair enough then, yeah. Well, so for you, it was definitely a click a mental maturity moment. Yeah. And... I, I guess what continued on, like what kept it up, because you're saying that like you were then able to now obviously counter, act, not counter act entirely, but you were starting to work on actually being an authentic 
explosion off the top and rebuilding the self-esteem? Because I think when that click happened, uh, I think more subconsciously I started to like select more friends or people around me that were of course uplifting mm. that would build me not necessarily yeah. impose or subscribe to those beliefs of mm. what blackness should be mm. Mm. Um, yeah I think that's probably like what then helped more as well as like I started to get more and more into hobbies especially in year 12 when mm. I started volunteering and that mm. Mm. I think led to like my biggest sort of change when mm. I really got to see a world beyond high school and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, so giving back to the community and really being exposed to other things than just the world of high school. I guess, because I'd always been giving to others, like, whether that be that, that therapy friend, you know, where it's like that dude that you holler to when you're feeling upset, something's happened, I was that dude. Mm. Uh, but yeah, definitely a world beyond high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Well, it's a nice segue into um, mental health tips. Especially around um, how to rebuild or how to, I guess, um, if, if you've already built your um, self-esteem, how to maintain that because it's an ongoing process, really. And just like how we need to look after ourselves, feed and um, bathe ourselves, you got to look after your mental health on a daily basis as well. So how would you continue on, I guess, um, you know, nurturing your self-esteem? That's a, that's a tough one because I would say first and foremost one has to breathe so you gotta relearn how to breathe mm-hmm. to calm yourself down that way you can actually think things properly mm-hmm. of course you can there's all sorts of methods but I like the one that you taught me three seconds in mm-hmm. let your stomach rise three seconds out three seconds in let your chest rise let it out repeat mm-hmm. Once you're done breathing, calm yourself. I think for me, what it what what helped was to like continue that critical thinking to have uh, a lot of open-ended and in-depth discussions with, of course, open-minded individuals, mm-hmm. people that would allow my mind to be nurtured and grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to actually having my mind grow and be nurtured by intellectually stimulating it, and that's where physics comes in, you know. Um, but how is that relating to your appraisal of your self-worth? It becomes an appraisal of self-worth because you're then able to think beyond mm. your situation because you now have the necessary resources, mm. capacity, mm. capability to do so. Because mm. when I was younger, I didn't necessarily have that ability to think beyond mm-hmm. the right there and then. Yeah. It wasn't until I got older, until I got the capacity and the capability to do so yeah and then in order to maintain it uh i guess that's where one has to take stock of your own achievements the things that you've done as well as to understand your worth as an individual one of the things i like to do is uh try and view myself through a friend's eyes and i'm like yo i am incredible (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So essentially, if I'm getting you correct, it's like mm. being noticing your achievements yeah. um, and being able to actually sort of take them on board and really pay attention and praise yourself for them. But then I caution then that that sometimes you can then, which ha- has happened to me, attach your self worth to an achievement, 
um, so that you need to um, be transactional in a way that you achieve something and then you are worthy type of thing. So it yeah, becomes yeah. that kind of transaction. So how do you sort of, how have you navigated that pitfall? Because I'll tell you about my mental health tips to navigate that as well. I don't think I've truly overcome that because, mm-hmm. of course, it still affects me because it's like I'm always chasing, hungry for the next thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, of course, I have my own feelings towards ambition, not mm-hmm. necessarily being a great thing, but, yeah. No, I don't think it's a bad thing, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just how we view it as a society. That's a discussion Mm -hmm. for another time. Yeah, and well, success in itself as well is very subjective Mm. as well. So, like for me personally, when it comes to um, distancing myself from, I guess, attaching my worth to an achievement, I more or less, as you know, and we've done this together actually, every single day I affirm myself, not just by my achievements, but just with the little things. For example, the fact that I was able to get out of bed. That in itself is not a huge achievement per se, but it's actually something that's very dear to me and it's about my values. So it points to things that are important to me. Or have I been in nature? That's something that really... But could we not classify those as achievements in of themselves? Yeah, of course, achievements. I think we're we're more or less talking about the unhealthy... um, Things that we were saying, like for example, that I am waiting until I, um, I accomplish something, for example, and until I get my degree, to then feel like I'm worthy of attention or of love. Essentially, what I'm trying to do is distancing myself from those bigger um, things that you think you need to achieve, but only focusing on the daily things that actually assert my worth, but then also that don't require those bigger ticket items. It just needs to be. Um, some like inherently, I feel comfortable just praising myself for the littlest things, for even things that people might not exactly see as an achievement. For example, which is like I've, I'm very big on, as you know, Simba, being able to just get your first shit in order, which is your basic needs being met. So your sleep, your eating, your your um, physical health, so exercising. And as you know, like we, we, we used to joke about this, shit, shower, shave, even your grooming. <laughs> your I never grooming. joked about that. Yeah, we did. At some point, especially it was after a movie. Wow, you can't even remember things. But anyway, oh no, it wasn't you, never mind. Um. <laughs> oh, you can't even remember things. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, anyway, so like, yeah, personal grooming. Because sometimes you just need those things. The little, those things that you might take for granted which are just you getting out of bed you being able to shower you being able to eat you being able to have a roof over your head like Maslow's hierarchy of needs those things when they're actually met it's very important that we actually take notice of them and actually be grateful for them so as you know I'm very big on gratitude and with the gratitude it's not just about external stuff I also praise all the traits that I possess all the internal stuff all my flaws I pay attention to them as well and be kind to myself and say that you know what it is a flaw if it's affecting someone else or affecting other people in a negative um, way I guess I will try to be like okay how best can I actually be the better version of myself when presenting with other people you know so yes in high like long story short what I'm trying to say is I praise myself for those things that we overlook on a daily basis because it's something that does help maintain that 
my worth is attached to not only the bigger things but every single thing that I do in my daily life all the little things that I do as well so I don't always just possess it otherwise like I said I used to be there there was, there was a situation where I was like couldn't wait to get that external validation from the parents but um which is such an african thing though because we grow up being compared to people and being told that we need to obviously work twice as hard and twice three times yeah and three four, unfortunately five. the reality is it's the truth and to be fair i think i even tried to contest it at some point but i was met with the reality that mm. that's the case in the workforce mm. so obviously that was a shock for me because i was like come on we're second generation in right now so it clearly can't be like that but anyway so like for me yeah definitely self-validation is a huge way of um, being able to look into rebuilding and maintaining your self-esteem and those little things are the ones that really help me with my validation and self-esteem yeah then you said already uh, supporting your network Mm. Um, definitely supportive networks being with your friends being with family and not just anyone people that are actually uplifting oh, and being sure. able to put boundaries in place like if you know someone is very I guess in the way they communicate with you they're, they're very um, I guess negative or always sort of pointing out the flaw without actually sort of giving any constructive feedback then it will be more of a point to actually say something like for me I find it very problematic when someone gives me unsolicited comments about um, my appearance or weight or anything like that. Because I'm like, like, what's it to you? you know the amount of people that have tried to tell me what to do with my head. Hey, Brian, you should go do this and that. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> Shut you up. should make a mirror. <laughs> no, no, but like in, in, in that sense, like, I get it. We come from a society where, especially African culture, right? Like, no, the, I can't speak for everyone, but Zimbabwean culture, we're very big on like, ah, maybe like do something with your hair or ah, have you gained weight? Like, have you, you're looking a little bit pudge, you know? <laughs> you know, I've been ridiculed for like, being too skinny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like ah, what about jazz? So it's like, do you ever eat? You know what I mean? Like just because you're skinny, but it's like even that, like. I think it's very purposeful for people to like I think it should be um, a it should be mandatory for people to actually stop and think whether what they will say will add any value to someone's life and whether it is going to be something that can be perceived as um, unhelpful uh, you already made a terrible assumption there that I, people I think I know obviously but I'm just saying like in this case if it, yeah don't say things that you like like unsolicited stuff it's not there's no need so for me obviously when i hear those comments i actually put in a boundary like for example if i hear someone saying like or even commenting about someone's weight i'll be like to that person i ask for that comment like especially if it's a close friend and obviously people can defend themselves but personally i'm making it known that i'm not about this weight conversation about someone else you know what i mean because i just I, I don't think it's something that's useful at all um, unless if that person breached that subject themselves, that's good. But like, it's not going to help anyone in that situation. But of course, yeah, surrounding yourself with people and also making sure that you don't you don't betray yourself in those interactions. Like you actually put yourself first. You don't let someone 
speak to you obviously it's easier said than done but like speak to you in a certain way especially if it's coming from an elder you know how Zimbabwe encounter <laughs> <laughs> elders are respected yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah you perfect the blocking <laughs> the mental blocking whenever an elder is speaking and especially unsolicited terms I remember actually there was someone who was giving me unsolicited advice about getting married and I was like with like my ears kind of flat and closed <laughs> well that time when that started happening well you start thinking all sorts of things you start planning out your next week yeah yeah you mm-hmm. start thinking about all the things that you've studied and re going over content in your head maybe like the hottest gossip that you heard the other day or like a piece of news that had you feeling some type of way and then like of course you're able to cut back to reality at all the right points yeah, or, or even thinking about, oh, speaking of, it's like watching, what do you call it? Yes, as part of self-esteem is, if, especially if it's acceptable to obviously uh, being impressionable from like media, is surrounding yourself, follow things that actually build your self-esteem, so follow things that celebrate, let's say, black women. Because there's this thing, Simba knows this and he's well, questioned my reasons for watching this tv show but love island <laughs> it is so funny I, I i told him that it's so trashy that's why i love it but essentially i watch it and i leave it there i do not actually pay attention to how they treat black women because it's it's bizarre and it's actually quite quite criminal to be honest in the way that they constantly try to spit this narrative that we're picked last and that we're undesirable because that ain't the reality yes in some situations and some circles it is but miss me with that especially when people try to mimic us like you know it's, it's just i find it very laughable now that like there's always this attempt to narrate that black women are undesirable and they're the last ones to be picked when we very much know that most people are trying to be like us anyway to quote a rapper that i don't remember the name of it's cool to be black until it's time to be black did you say it was um what's the name Technology. killer mike no, oh, I think nine. it was Tech Nine, okay, but yeah, yeah. I might be wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it's true, though. But yeah, yeah. So I, I, I paid no heed to any of those things, yeah, because I'm like, nah. But anyway, my other tip for mental health, um, I guess, maintenance or building off your self esteem is affirmations. Literally, affirmations every single day. Like, and this is, I'm very consistent about continuously telling myself that I am the shears, that I'm the bomb. Like, obviously not in those words, but <laughs> in, in ways that are meaningful to me. And um, I do that on a daily basis because it's very important. If I don't write it down, I will say it to myself in my mind. And <laughs> the fudge. Why, bro? Why? Anyway, um, but yeah, you need to affirm yourself, really. Because if no one else is giving not even that if no one else but like we need to be able to validate ourselves because part of it is we see ourselves we champion ourselves we are for ourselves you know we have to be there for ourselves to quote simba Mm. self-care is best care yeah very true and like i said self-care was about the basics also being met have you eaten well have you slept well have you connected well have you exercised well so just to let you know, that routine is really something important, especially during COVID. Because remember, we've talked about this. Yeah, just so y'all know, she was looking at me with some mad sodium, man. With that 
attitude, man. The attitude, Vim. I don't know why you say that I have attitude of Vim. Are you stereotyping me, mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. brother? Little brother? Younger brother. Your brother? You trying to stereotype me? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, the last thing I was going to say is pay attention to what you say to yourself. And yes, thoughts can be quite fleeting, as in they can come and go really fast. But really do pay attention to yourself. The exercise I was telling Simba about before was about looking at yourself in the mirror, full body, or just the face if you would like. Sometimes just look at yourself and pay attention to what goes in your mind. And if you hear yourself being very unkind to yourself, so or picking out the flaws, you, you, it's okay to acknowledge that you are picking out the flaws. But then once you pick up those, those flaws and you've actually acknowledged it, then spin the narrative, reframe in the way that you actually speak to yourself. Speak, you, speak to yourself with kindness. Be like, you know what? So I've got that role. Yeah, I can see it. It's something that's um, unpleasing to me, but I'm learning to accept it. I'm learning to love it. It is part of who I am. And who I am is not determined by a role, is it? No. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you, you were looking like you were in the distance, so that's why I had to stare at him like that. And then he thought I was attacking him. Bruh. I, was just, I was just listening. I was just going on the journey, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the, the, those are my tips, really. Um, and I think we really had a good chat today. So thank you for coming along, Simba, and we'll see you next time. I'll see you, you maybe in like four or five years. Are you committing? You, bro, you were saying that, hey, this could be a sibling thing. No, no, no. We're all in this together. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm going to copyright Thank this. You guys. I'm going to send it to High School Musical. Uh, and then, bro, I was in High School Musical, the play, when I was in um, year nine, I think. So, yeah, go ahead, send it. Perhaps I could discover it. <laughs> But anyway, thank you guys for listening and definitely have a conversation with me. As you know, I like to hear your thoughts. So, yeah, say goodbye, Charlie. Right now, go on. Ladies. But I swear, this is what I, they say have a little brother. And they even say have twin. Like I told you, this twin was separated from me. Eight years he came out later on. To leave you on a final quote. The most important relationship is the one that we have with ourselves. Ooh, spitting fire, mad facts, rap, rap, and that's it. Mic drop. <laughs>